morning and welcome to episode 64 of Emmett Audio. Um, today I'm going to talk about transitioning to working for yourself from a job. And this is a request that somebody uh, mentioned as something that would be useful for uh, me to talk about. It seems to me like there's two different scenarios when it comes to transitioning to working for yourself let's put it in the context of you know uh, being self-employed doing something like a craft Um, and it's worth separating those scenarios the first scenario is is what I did which is to do it slowly and to do it um, without a great deal of pressure on yourself. The benefit of doing it slowly is that you can give it the time it takes to build to a point where it can start supporting you. Um, it takes time because uh, there are two factors at play. One is how good you are at what you do, and that takes time to create. And the other is how much of a customer base or following or however you want to describe it you have built up and um, that also takes time and it's both of these factors are somewhat within your control and that the the more time you put into it the, the the more it builds but it also generally in my experience uh always takes longer way longer like four times longer than you think it's going to take to build to a certain point. Um, And so the less pressure you can put on yourself by giving yourself time to slowly transition, the better. And so for me, it meant holding down the jobs I was holding down and then doing the thing on the side. And the key in that scenario is having the discipline to continue doing the thing you want to do even when it's not the thing that you have to spend a lot of your time doing and i think a lot of people think that it it would get easier if they could just focus all their energy on this one thing but in my experience uh it's it has not been easier when i've had to put pressure on something to earn a living it has not been easier because you realize how little of it is in your control and that things just take a long time so if you end up putting pressure on it then you end up feeling uh stressed out that you're it's maybe not working out whereas if you can have the discipline to continue but give yourself the space um to let it grow at at the pace that it grows at then um you'll be less stressed out the second scenario is one of someone who either wants to or is forced to try and make a go of it all at once. Uh, Whether because you're laid off and you say, okay, this is my moment to transition, or if you decide to quit your job, or uh, if you just decide that this is the the time. Um, And in that case, here's some real concrete things that I would suggest. The first thing is to stop buying stuff. I know in the spoon carving community, there's a tendency of all of us to buy more tools than we need. And it's ironic because a lot of the same people who are buying lots of tools 
like to talk about how the thing that draws them to spoon carving is the fact that you only need three tools. And I've railed against this because I think that's silly to, to think about it that way. But uh, often these same people will then go buy lots and lots of tools that they don't need. So it's true. You don't need very many tools. And if you are all of a sudden faced in, with the situation where you need to make a living at it, I think there might be a tendency among some to think, okay, well, I need to, I need to tool up. I need to get, you know, get to a place where I have the right tools to do this. And I think that's the wrong way to think about it. I think the success stories I've seen are people who do as much as possible with as few tools as possible for as long as possible. And it's only after they have built up to a point where they have the money coming in, do they then reinvest that money in some tools. But you have to start with as little as possible first. So stop buying stuff. If you have extra stuff, tools, sell them. Because you're going to need the money. Because everything takes longer than you think. Uh... I think if you are all of a sudden faced with uh, wanting to transition full-time to what you're doing, having at least part of what you do be a service is always better and always going to work out more faster than having a product. Because if you have a service like for spoon carving, for selling spoon blanks to people or billets of wood or sharpening their tools for them, that is going to... uh, there's going to be more demand for that immediately than for your work. Even if you think of uh, the the spoons themselves as being tools that then help people do something, it's not the same. Um, and it's not the same customer base. Um, and so I think having at least some focus on what you do being on it, being a service is going to be really important because that's going to get you traction before the product itself will get traction. And then it really comes down to increasing the amount of time you spend doing this thing. Uh, And I think increasing it way beyond just eight hours to replace whatever job you had. I think uh, if you only do eight hours, that's not going to be nearly enough. I think if you if you if you can, if you're really in a pinch, I think you need to consider increasing to you know every waking moment, basically, um, 14, 15, 16 hours a day. This is what you do. You you eat, you breathe, you you. This is all you think about. And then of that 16 hours, say, 50%, I would say, should be doing the thing you're doing, right? So eight hours a day, you're actually spoon carving or preparing blanks, that sort of thing. 25% of the time should be in producing media about what you're doing, should be in using social media, creating videos, because if you're just doing the thing you're doing in a vacuum, you're not going to get the traction of more people learning about you. And that's the the lifeblood, the oxygen of what you're doing. So 50% doing your thing, 25% producing media content about your thing, and the other 25%, four hours a day, sounds exhausting, but this is what it takes if you're trying to shift all of a sudden to a new thing. Four hours a day should be business development. What I mean by business development is 
reaching out to businesses, seeing if they want to collaborate, seeing if they're interested in carrying your work. 95% of them are going to say no, but if you don't reach out to any, you're not going to get the 5% that say yes. And you should be reaching out to all sorts of businesses across the spectrum. I am not great about this, in part because at this point I have enough work coming in, but in part because it's this is not fun. This is the least fun part of the process, but it's also super important. In some ways, it's the most important. Because if you have a business that buys wholesale from you, if you can keep your wholesale prices effective for you, you end up with much more work than just individual customers. So that sort of uh, business development, and I'll also add sort of administrative tasks into here, because there's all sorts of administrative things, bookkeeping, invoicing, handling payments that uh, takes up your time as well. So think of it as 50% of your time doing your thing and the other 50% split between producing media and handling all the business side of things and doing business development. It's probably a good thing because I imagine I, I for one, couldn't carve spoons, for instance, 16 hours a day. My body would give out. So the point is not to... Uh, uh, the point is not to try and do your thing the entire day. The point is to have a thoughtful mix that will actually create the success that you need. Now, when you go to price your work, do not count in at this stage all of those extra hours. I would, you know, I don't believe in pricing my work based on time and materials, but it is worth looking at your hours and making sure that you know, you're, you're earning enough to, to meet your goals and whatever your strategy is. That's a whole separate thing. I think I've done an episode on that. But I think it would be a mistake to look at the hours that you do it and say, okay, if a spoon takes me an hour to carve, well, really, it's two hours of my time, and therefore, I need to charge this amount. I think you're going to price yourself out of sales if you do that. So there's a certain amount, especially if you're starting out and you're really trying to gain traction, my biggest advice would be to keep your prices low. Because you need customers, you need proof of concept more than you need money. Even though you're at a point where you think you need money, really what you need is you need business, you need motion, you need um, you need a growing customer base, and you need a growing base of experience, and you need that feeling of momentum. So that's it. Bit of a long one. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.